an ethical business mentor will never force you to buy something or to get into some kind of debt for you to work together. In fact, a good business mentor will encourage you to find something that works for you. Welcome to Business Uncensored, the good, the bad and the ugly. The podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners who, like me, are sick of all the BS in the business world. If you don't know me already, I'm Jo Bebelacqua, a multi-business owner who helps entrepreneurs turn their passion into a profitable business through real business education, support and accountability. Let's get to it. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Business Uncensored, the good, the bad and the ugly. So thanks for joining me. So in one of my very first episodes, I talked all about some of the business red flags that are out there and what you should be looking out for, what you should be avoiding, because let's be real, there are quite a few. Um, But I thought today that I'd actually go into some of the green flags to look out for, because I absolutely don't want this podcast to (laughs) just be negative or or anything like that. We definitely still want to keep a positive vibe to it. So let's talk about the business green flags that you should be looking out for. Um, And these are basically good things or good signs to be aware of, especially if you are in business or you're thinking about growing to the next level or finding someone to help you on that journey. Okay, so one thing about green flags is that it can be subjective. So based on what you're looking for and what type of people you trust, what you look for in business might be different to someone else. Um, But the ones I'm going to talk about today are just a few that I've definitely noticed and I I think are worth keeping in mind. So let's get to it. Number one, they realise success comes in different forms. So one thing I've always taught others is that success is completely subjective. Like my idea of success might be completely different to your idea of success because it comes in so many different forms. It's so personal. All the expectations and standards set out on social media can be really damaging because it's like if we don't conform to those standards and achieve what they're achieving online, then apparently we're not successful. But that couldn't be further from the truth. You define your own success. You decide what makes you happy and other people's lives shouldn't dictate that. Your success might be monetary. It might maybe mean it's reaching a certain amount of revenue per month. Or maybe success to you could be having the freedom to take off to spend time with your loved ones. Maybe it's getting your dream car or even something like setting boundaries you've always been scared to set. Or maybe it's something completely different. For me, it is about being financially secure, making sure that I can provide for me and my family regardless of what happens or what surprises life decides to throw at me but also the fact that I have the time and the freedom to spend with who I want to spend with. And whether that's my family, whether that's my friends, whether that's going on trips, like whatever it is that I want to do, the flexibility and the freedom to do that is what makes me feel successful. For me, it's not about the sports car. It's not about the massive houses. It's not about the designer bags or clothes. None of that is important to me. For me, it's about my kids' education, feeling secure, feeling safe and being able to have the freedom to do what I want when I want, within reason of course. 
Um, my point is that you need to decide what success is for you and the person that you work with needs to respect that. You can't let other people share control and, and what makes you successful, especially somebody that you are trusting with yourself and your business. So just because you might not have the latest text or be on holiday in the Maldives, it doesn't mean that you haven't achieved anything. So it's down to you to decide what success is and anyone that you work with needs to respect that. Number two, they don't push you or pressure you to buy something. Like I said in the Red Flags episode, an ethical business mentor will never force you to buy something or to get into some kind of debt for you to work together. In fact, a good business mentor will encourage you to find something that works for you. For example, if I don't feel that one of my services would be the best fit for a person, I might offer them a different service instead if that fits better. Or maybe I suggest having a look to find something else that works for them and their needs and their goals. And I would certainly never pressure someone into buying something. I would never pressure somebody into putting what I do to help them on a credit card or taking out loans or anything like that. Because for me, I need to be able to sleep at night. There's also a lot of other reasons that the services I offer are at a lower price point than a lot of other people out there. And that's because I want to give people the opportunity to grow their business within a comfortable budget, especially when just first starting out. This is definitely something to look out for in business, whether they actually have your best interests at heart and have good intentions, or actually they just want to make more money. You can usually spot this when you're talking to them, but if you ever feel pressured or unsure about a big purchase, then I definitely say to step away and have a good think first. Weigh up your options and see what's really best for you and what you can afford. Number three, they talk to you personally as people. I'll say it time and time again, business is personal. If you're talking to someone about working with them and make sure that they're actually really interacting with you as a person rather than just dollar signs or a machine that just wants to make money. It's about whether they nurture relationships with their clients and actually want to help you because I've heard from a lot of people who are just in it for the money. You know, we're all people at the end of the day. For example, when I get a new follower on social media, I tend to message them just to say thank you and introduce myself. Not to sell anything or make them buy something from the get-go, but to start nurturing that relationship and starting to get to know them and their business, like humans should do. <laughs> Not only does this make them feel valued, but it also opens up opportunities for conversions in the future if it's right for them. Because at the end of the day, if they trust you and have confidence in what you offer, then they're more likely to work with you. It's like with my, all my masterminders. I met most of them at networking events and started building relationships and making those connections from them way back when, which led to them joining my mastermind program, most of which have been with me for years now. But it's not just about business. We're all the best of friends now too. We go on holidays and we celebrate birthdays together. We go out for meals out. We are the people that support each other through thick and thin. And that doesn't happen overnight. And that doesn't happen when you're pressuring someone to work with you or you don't actually care about those people. It comes from 
genuine relationship building that takes time. And not everyone is going to get to know each other on a personal level like we do. But at the end of the day, you want to be able to enjoy and trust the people that you're working with. And whether that's you offering your services to someone else or them offering it to you, I would never work with somebody who I wouldn't invite into my home. So again, make sure that they are genuinely interested in you and it's not just a transaction. Number four, they have good reviews and testimonials. People buy from people, right? So if you see some really great reviews or testimonials, this is 100% a green flag. Someone can talk all day long about how they can help you and how amazing they are, but of course they're going to say that. But from hearing it from past clients and people that they've worked with can really make a difference to their credibility. So definitely look out for these. When you're thinking about working with someone, do your research. Look on Google, Facebook, Instagram and on their website. See what other people are saying about them. If they've got a ton of good reviews, then it's pretty clear that they provide a great service. And if they don't, maybe you need to think about what it is that people are moaning about or that are bringing to the attention of others online and have a think about whether this person is right for you. A good review or testimonial will usually talk about the kind of transformation that the client had by working with that person. So does that transformation is that similar to what you're looking for in a mentor? If so, then you may have just found the person that you want to work with. Look at what that person has also achieved through their services and what problems they've solved for others. Just making sure that when you decide to work with someone, that they've, that they've worked on those things before with somebody else so that they're going to be able to help you quicker and faster. Number five, they are honest. Honesty is one of the most important traits of a good business owner or entrepreneur. It's actually giving clients what they're buying. No empty promises, no six-figure overnight BS. If you're advertising something, you have to give it to them. So if they're promising you things that seem unrealistic or too good to be true, then it's probably worth looking into them elsewhere or actually have a conversation with them and getting some more information. Most of the time, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Have a chat with them and ask them clearly what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you're going to be getting from them, how you're going to be getting it, and how is it going to help you. I've seen so much BS online of people promising to transform businesses overnight, or even things like those TikToks that say interact three times and your life will be transformed on Tuesday. (laughs) It's just not real. So definitely look out for those who are actually giving you what they say they will. Again, you can read reviews and testimonials or reach out and talk to their past clients to hear about their experiences with them. Six, they have past experience. Past experience is one of the best ways to tell if somebody is trustworthy and credible. So take a look at their history. How long have they been doing what they do? How did they start out in business? What pitfalls have they experienced and learned from and are willing to share? A lot of this you can probably find on their website or even on their social media if they share their story. This isn't to say that it's a red flag if they don't have much experience because we all start from somewhere. Just because someone's only been doing it for a year or two doesn't make them bad at what they do at all. But my point is the more experience you have, the more you learn. I mean, I've been in business for over 13 years now and have learned a lot, not just from my successes, but definitely from my mistakes too. 
because it's true that you can learn just as much from your mistakes and from your wins, if not more. And I'm always so willing to share that with the people that I work with to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that I did. So just because I've made many mistakes, and trust me, I've probably made every single mistake in the book over the years, it also means that I've learned a hell of a lot too. So I've got the experience behind me to teach others and how to solve their problems and how to avoid the mistakes that I made that were so probably costly in my business. Number seven, they're clear and have good communication. A big green flag in business is that this person has great communication skills and this can take many different forms. It could be that they make sure to be super clear on what you're buying so they clearly explain everything you'll get from your investment and how it's going to benefit you. It's also about making sure that you're happy with what you're buying. So this could be as simple as a confirmation email or even sitting down and going through contracts together so you know exactly what you're getting and that you're happy to spend your money. It could even come down to something like regular communication. It doesn't have to be a sale, so emails, DMs or messages, just checking in and nurturing a relationship with a client and adding that personal touch. A huge green flag. Because as well, bad communication can be a huge downfall. I mean, I know a lot of the mistakes I've made over the years could have been avoided with better communication. Whether that be with clients or between me and my employees, good communication really is so important. So if somebody is promising they're going to call you at a certain time or they're going to do a certain thing for you and they don't do that, to me, that's not a green flag at all. Um, You want to make sure that you're watching people's behaviours and making sure that they're doing what they're going to say they're going to do and that communication is clear. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what other green flags have you experienced? What else do you look out for when you're thinking about working with someone? Let's have a conversation. And as usual, please rate, review. And if you're loving the podcast so far, please do share it onto your socials. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.